A warm welcome to the Hour Radio Podcast. The Hour Radio Podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational, thought-provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are your well-being and happiness radio station, bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. Check us out at yawaradio.co.uk. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast from the Yawa Radio team. This is Yawa Radio, your well-being and happiness station, and you're listening to Your Business Journey with me, Isabella Venner, your mindset and marketing coach. So it's always a pleasure to be joined by great guests, and this morning I have with me John Bennett, who is a CEO at Rialto. Rialto is a health tech app and consultancy business. Hi, John. Nice for coming. Thanks for coming in. Nice for coming in. Thanks. <laughs> Tongue twisted today. Goodness sake. Hi, Isabella. Thanks for having me. Lovely to see you. We were just talking about how hot it is here and settling in and all of that before we started the interview. But tell us, what is Rialto? So uh, Rialto, it's very exciting. So we're predominantly a tech app business. Uh, We provide this to the healthcare sector. We work with the NHS in the UK, but also the private uh, sector hospitals. Uh, We're live in 72 NHS trusts, over 100 private hospitals, and we're actually moving into social care as well. couple of sides to our business we've got the technology we've also got the consulting business as well so we provide a wraparound service and our overall aim is to connect or reconnect healthcare professionals back to purpose we do that through the app where we've got a news feed an instant messenger ability to book shifts a well-being element to it it's really uh, put in the control of a worker's life back in their hands and back on their personal mobile phone and then we can help the organizations we work with by wrapping that all with our, our great consultancy services Sounds like there's masses involved in that. Absolutely massive. How, how, where did it all start? Has it always had all, lots of different elements or has it started with a, a small part of that? How did you begin? Yeah, so we started five years ago and uh, the aim back then was to be Uber for nurses. So we wanted to connect all of the nurses to a single app. Yeah. And instead of the um, end, end requirements, so instead of the hospitals needing to figure out how they connect to those nurses, is it through agencies, is it through their own banks, through social media, one simple place to go to to connect with those nurses to get them into the shifts. Uh, that somewhat worked, um, but the NHS is a big place, as is the private sector um, space. So we've got, you know, it's over a million people across, across those different uh, landscapes. So we decided to build it out as I say that was somewhat successful but we said actually this app needs to be more involved and that's why we've added that news feed you can imagine a busy workforce um, don't have connectivity to central places where the news is often relying on whatsapps or pdfs or posters instead we put that on a beautifully formatted social feeling news feed so that those workers completely connected back and we've added the, the messenger system to to get them off of whatsapp give them a dedicated space where they can communicate professionally, much safer. And of course they can disconnect to it when they're in their social lives and, and have a bit of a break as well, which is good for wellbeing. It's so really started off with shift booking and really evolved. I think that's quite a nice element. You know, obviously the security element is hugely important, especially with uh, in the in the health sector for, with people's notes, but really lovely that nurses or healthcare practitioners can actually switch off, like you said, and you don't have your boss pinging you on WhatsApp next to your mum's message. Um, so quite nice to have that differentiation, I imagine. 
Yeah, I think that's really, really important. So there is the, the just the physical disconnection of the messaging system. So you can't make a mistake. I think we've all done it. I've accidentally messaged my mum and then thought, no. oh, actually, that's that's gone to my wife. Absolutely no problem, <laughs> but that could have gone worse. Um, uh, if you do that professionally, then the consequences can be much bigger. Yes. But there is also that that mental separation, as you say. So, you know, if Rauto pings, it's going to be work. If WhatsApp pings, you know it's not going to be work. Whereas if you're crossing those lines where your WhatsApp's buzzing during non-work time, you don't know whether it's your brother, your sister, your cousin, your best friend or your boss. And I think that can be quite uh, mentally challenging, mm. especially under times of a particular strain, which, of course, our, our carers are going through during COVID. Absolutely. I was going to ask you, actually, how, how have you found this app and this connect connectivity? How did it work during the pandemic? Yeah, it's been uh, huge for our customers. So uh, we've had great feedback that, uh, you know, to the degree that they don't know how they would have coped without it. And that's, you know, we'd never have wished for COVID. It's been an absolutely horrendous time. There's been loss of life and impact on families, which has been catastrophic. And, and you know, if we could undo it, we would. The fact is we had it. It affected healthcare very much. And uh, the, our clients were able to communicate quickly and accurately with huge numbers of workers in different settings, whether they've, you know, it's the office workers are suddenly working at home or the carers that are suddenly delivering care at different scale, different volumes, different locations. Having an app on their phone meant that those communications, whether that's change of protocols and procedures, something just to cheer them up, some celebrations, some, a message from a leader saying thank you. Wow. There was a, a mechanism for that to be delivered to every single worker uh, to their own device, which, you know, not relying on them being in front of the computer or reading a post or picking up a PDF. It sounds so simple for a leader to be able to say thank you to their staff or to their employees. But I'm guessing, you know, now we've got so many different platforms, lots of different technology. People are working remotely, like you said, especially in healthcare, different uh, shift works patterns. And although, you know, NHS exactly. is a UK um, organisation, but it looks like one big body, but it's full of lots of different teams. And so how important is communication and connectivity to culture and morale and things like that? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's absolutely critical. If you get communications right, it can really help you build that culture. If you get it wrong, it can break it. It's, it's kind of that, that black and white. So you've hit the nail on the head there. There's the what I call the technical communications, you know, a, a nurse has to have the latest protocols on that, you know, they have to understand how to deliver care. And that changed very quickly through, uh, through COVID. So that's the technical element of it, but also they need to feel connected to purpose. They need to feel connected to a single, a single purpose. And of course, COVID somewhat helped that in, in healthcare. There was no, no clearer single purpose than we have to get through this pandemic and we have to save people's lives and we have to get them better. So that was a, that created purpose in itself. But as we come out of that, and let's face it, we're still not out of it. As we come out of it, connecting a broad workforce to a single purpose, whether you're the nurse, the porter, the coffee shop worker, the CEO, the office worker, it's very hard to do that across thousands of people that are in different places. We can do that through our consultancy services. And then the app gives that kind of mechanism to bring those communications and, that, and build that culture uh, to a single platform. Interesting. And I know um, we're talking a bit from a UK perspective, but I assume this will be have some crossovers with a global audience and, and healthcare. You know, back in the day, uh, tech companies were the ones that shone the light on flexible working and having cool office spaces. And then bit by bit, especially with a pandemic that's creeped into everyday working lives. The healthcare system, is it a bit different? Is it a bit slower? Is it catching up? What are your thoughts there on, on working in the healthcare industry? Yes, yeah, so I think uh, you mentioned globally there as well. So we do 
work with, the, with private sector organisations that are, are very much similar to the global um, private uh, hospital systems and care systems. So it's, some, it's one of our ambitions is to take all of those learnings and what we've done with some of the biggest private hospital groups in the world to take that into locations like the Middle East, uh, the US and other European geographies. So that's that's exciting. I think you're right. The, um, the healthcare sector, especially in the UK, is a little bit behind the, the, the kind of uh, forward thinking um, nature of some of the other sectors regarding where people work and how they work. Again, another outcome of the pandemic has been that that's been accelerated a bit. So we're, we're now meeting office workers that will never go back to an office that's working in care. Um, they've shut the offices, they've, they've got rid of the offices. So again, but they, we need to keep those people connected to that center, to that purpose and to each other, which is where Riata is playing a part. But absolutely, I think it has been a little bit behind the curve and we, we do see it um, catching up quite quickly now. It's so exciting seeing how technology can improve industries that have just been ticking along for a very long time. Really, and as you said, yeah. in certain circumstances like what we've had, although as, as dreadful as it's been, as horrible as it's been, it has catapulted change. Um, I was talking to an ophthalmologist who never dreamt of being able to work remotely, and he does now a lot of scans at home. And that's going to speed right. up the whole system. But I think people get so stuck in the doing of every day, they don't have time to step back and implement new systems. So it's brilliant that you've been able to infiltrate, you know, a lot of these uh, teams and organisations. How have you done that? How how easy was it? How challenging was it? Where did you start? Yeah, so I think um, it's always easier if, if the customer's open to it in the first place. So some of our private sector hospitals, uh, we work with some incredible communications experts who came to us even pre-pandemic and said, look, we want to change the way we connect and communicate with our staff. So that's, that's a nice way of doing it. Uh, other settings, it's a bit tougher. Uh, as you say, they're very busy in the day-to-day, -day, perhaps don't quite see what's happening in front of them. Um, we've managed to connect with some really great innovators and thought leaders in, in the public sector where they've been just open-minded to learning so look this is what we're seeing work in the private sector this is how we see it as our vision for how we can help reconnect people to purpose through uh, through technology they've then grabbed that and said look we're here we're open we want to hear from uh, from specialists like yourself you know we, we don't have to worry about looking after patients we don't have to worry about running hospitals all we have to worry about is producing great tech yeah. which has an incredible user experience and does what it says in the tin so when, when we get to meet them, if we meet the right people, they're very happy to take that on board. And unfortunately, the NHS has some really smart innovators um, that have helped us do that. Nice. And tell me um, about your background. Where have you come from and, and how did you start all of this? So uh, I've spent the last 20 years um, working with businesses across the world to help them improve their workforce processes. Mm -hmm. I've always been passionate about putting tech at the heart of that. So Tech can improve efficiencies, it can help record data, um, it can really underpin your broader people plans. I always believe that people are part of it as well. Um, so it's always been a people-led process that's underpinned by, by great tech. Uh, fortunately, landed into healthcare about 10 years ago, so I've spent about half of that time really working in the healthcare sector, both here in the UK and Europe. Spent a bit of time in the US and I lived for three years in the Middle East, uh, working with hospitals in Qatar, Saudi, uh, and Dubai. So uh, my background really has been, let's get workforces working smarter and let's put tech at the heart of that. So dream job at Rialto. I wasn't part of the founding team, uh, but we do have some of our founders still involved. Uh, I was fortunate to know them for a little while and jumped in as CEO about a year ago. Amazing. And what made you so interested in workforce optimization? Where did that come from, that interest? 
so it's uh, I, my passion is that any business will only work as well as the people are working absolutely yeah. you know there's a few there's a few totally automated businesses but you know you're looking at the absolute exception not the rule most organizations are dependent on having incredible people that in, are engaged and therefore do great things for their organization if you get that wrong Mm. then everything all the other plans can go out the window very quickly so i've always been very passionate about helping companies recruit the right people to retain the right people to develop them and help them really get the best out of themselves and, and for their organizations and that's why Rialto is so interesting yeah. because we do that from a consultancy point of view but we've also got this incredible app uh, which is driving all those benefits i want to tap into some of that knowledge so thinking about the listeners and um, who might be tuning into this whether they're in healthcare or in other industries can you give us some top tips and advice on recruiting the right team? Recruiting the right team, wow. So I think, uh, first of all, we have to understand what that purpose is. So if you're looking to bring somebody in, there's no point in saying, you know, have you looked at our website? You probably understand everything about us. We'd like to hire a great person. So do you want to join us or not? Mm. You've got to think about what is that value proposition that you're going to put to that candidate before you've even spoken to them. And that value proposition can't just be about paying benefits. It can't just be about working from home or not from home. It has to be about having the ability to say what that business does and what the purpose is of the entire community that works there. So if you can't describe that, I'd say don't start in first place. So get that right first. So what is it about working there? What are you trying to achieve? And why do people stay and love it? Then you've got to, of course, get your package right. So you know, the, the, at the end of the day, there are things that people are looking for. If you don't get that quite right, then the overall attraction to that organization won't be there. So there's no point in having salaries that are massively under or holiday allowances that aren't matching to market rate. Because even if that connectivity, that, that purpose is so strong, if you can't quite get the mechanics right, then, um, then you're still going to struggle. So get the purpose right, get the story right, get the packages right. And then um, make sure you're, you know, you're able to attract the right people, connect with them through. Uh, various social media means once you're connected to them reel them in and keep them yeah I guess the exciting thing talking about tech is that you can hire the best talent from around the world and you're literally attracting people who understand your vision and your purpose so if you communicate it well you get the, the that team of people who are on board to see it into reality which is quite exciting and um, can you tell me John what have been the biggest challenges growing this business or the biggest milestones um, yeah, so the, the biggest challenges have been, I think the need has, I always say the need has grown a thousand percent through uh, the pandemic, uh, but it's also become 500 times harder to speak to anyone um, because everybody's very busy dealing with the day-to-day. -day. And this is something that enhances the ability to deliver the day-to-day, -day, but you do need to sort of come out of it for a few moments to decide to make a change. So that's been a bit challenging that we've known that there's other parts of the healthcare ecosystem, I'll call it that could really do with us today, right now, to help make today's situation better. Yeah. So it's not about just planning for the future, but just getting hold of those people and saying, can you, you know, five minutes out of thinking about vaccinations or out of thinking about test and trace or out of thinking about your backlogs so that we can go forward has been a bit challenging. But as, as we start to see a bit of light at the end of the tunnel, that's that's becoming more straightforward again, which is good news for, for everybody, I hope. Um, sort of the biggest milestones, really, we, we, we support one of the biggest um, private hospital groups in the UK across over 39 of their facilities, or 39 of their facilities. Uh, they've got all of pretty much all of their people on it now. They've won awards for how they've communicated through the pandemic. We get great feedback from everybody from the CEO to the comms team to the staff that are using it. So Brilliant. taking that vision and seeing it in practice across tens of thousands of people 
disparate facilities and we can you know they kindly let us see some of the content as well that we, we're allowed to see as, as a provider and it just it's just doing what we've always said it would do which is it's connecting those people to purpose and helping them with their working lives so right. for us that's a, a pretty a pretty proud situation and john i reckon from what you've already said this um business has been evolving and growing and you're adding other elements to it what is the future for Rialto? what can we expect to see Yes, I think that's twofold. So we want to add more to the app as it is today. So we want it to keep adding value to the workforces that we're already working with and that we will work with in the UK. So there's conversations around our well-being um, element being built out. We've got our our poor frontline workers have been under extreme strain. We think we've got some uh, great content and our ability to help them recover from that as they can. So that's going into the app as it is today. We're building out our survey features and of course, there's loads of other stuff that UK workers could do with access to their pay slips, um, access to some of the other stuff that we take for granted sitting in front of computers. So that the app will build out in the UK. Yeah. We're also going to build internationally. So we've got conversations going on in Europe. We've got some big news coming about the US, which I can't quite talk about today, but that's coming soon. Uh, and my experience in the Middle East says what we do is perfect for the Middle East. So build out the app and go internationally. Brilliant. And talking about um, workplace well-being, how important is mental wellness, mental health support for employees and for employers to give to employees? So we, we actually ran a bit of a survey about this recently. It's, you know, it, I personally feel it's probably the most important thing to get right in the next 12 months. You could do all these other great things if, you're, if your poor people aren't in the right place mentally from their mental wellness point of view, then I can't see how you can expect to deliver any of your plans, to be honest with you. So it feels like it's the number one priority for me. We, we ran a survey uh, and a huge, I can't remember the stats, I'm sorry, so I'm not going to make them up, but a huge percentage said, lead, these were leaders, said that they needed to make sure their people get the right mental health support in order to deliver, deliver their plans. So we know it's important. Of course, it's the healthcare frontline workers and all of the workers in the ecosystem of healthcare, but it's also everybody else. You know, we've all been through the mill. Yeah. Um, we've all been in lockdowns. We've we've got different situations. We've got children that have dealt with it. We've got parents that have dealt with it. We've got loved ones that we might have lost. Um, so it's been pretty horrific for all of us. So anything we can do to help each other and that our employers can help us to to get back to normal would uh, I think is it has to be top of the list. Brilliant. And penultimate question: Just I've been dying to ask you, what's in the name Rialto? Where's that from? Yeah, so uh, it's one of our founders uh, loved the Rialto Bridge in uh, it, uh, Italy. Um, okay. So it's not quite the same spelling, uh, but as with any name, um, there's no big scientific reason behind it. Mm-hmm. It's from a passion of, of, of uh, the original Rialto. Uh, we tweaked it a bit and that's how, how, that's oh. how we landed on where we are today. Fair enough. Didn't expect that. Very nice too. So for the listeners out there, who are you calling on? How can people get involved and find out more? Yeah, so look, if you're running a healthcare, um, a part of the healthcare system, then that's our ultimate person we'd like to speak to. So whether that's a private hospital, a social care organisation, if you're anywhere internationally, you're thinking, hang on, this sounds incredible. And if the UK are doing it, we'd love a piece of that as well. Then we can absolutely accelerate our move uh, internationally. So if you're a, a caregiver uh, and you think you'd like this in your workplace, tell us and then we can speak to your leaders. If you run a care setting, then just phone us immediately, get in touch with me and we can talk about how we we benefit you. And absolutely, if you're outside of the UK, it doesn't have just to be UK focused. Let's talk about your challenges internationally. And I'm sure there's something we can do to, to get up and running for you pretty quickly. Brilliant. And it's just Rialto, having Google Rialto and it'll pop up. Uh, RialtoGroup.com. 
Brilliant. Thank you so much, John, for coming to speak to me. Really interesting and um, very pleased that you're supporting the healthcare um, sector as well. Thank you very much for having me and I hope you managed to stay cool. <laughs> Thank you. And to all the listeners out there, this is Yawa Radio with me, Isabella Venner, your host on your business journey, discovering the people behind the brands. And wherever you are in the world, I'm sending you positive energy and a very healthy day. Everything begins with an idea. But how do you turn the idea into a brand? Brand to Markets Pick and Mix Brand and Marketing Solutions provide the services you need to help your business thrive at a cost that won't break the bank. For more information, visit brandtomarket.uk or call 07507 786 590. That's brandtomarket.uk or call 07507 786 590. Turn your idea into a brand with Brand to market. This, this is Yawa Radio. A big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team at Yawa Radio. Remember to check us out live online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at yawaradio.com. Co.uk. And if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio podcast, we would love to hear from you. Simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk. Once again, a big thank you for taking the time out to listen. This is the Yawa Radio podcast. Copyright applies. <laughs>